Hello, everyone. I'm Paul Steinmetz, and this is WCSU 411, the podcast that gives you an inside look at Western Connecticut State University. Our guests today are Dr. Chris Cook, political science professor and director of the Kathwari Honors Program at WestCon. And we also have Jessica Lynn, the associate director of the Honors Program. So, Jess, Chris gets the credit, and you run the operation. Is that right? <laughs> That sounds yes, about right. right. Hey, that's what I'm that <laughs> That's what everybody thought. <laughs> yeah, so it's out in the open now. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. We're good. So we wanted to talk about the honors program today because it's growing. You have great students there. And actually I think it's a much better honors program here than at many, many other is there another honors program anywhere else? Because I'm not sure if there is. I haven't heard about yeah, I'm not. Honors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My kids were in some at other places, and they were not as good. And I've described this honors program to my kids and my uh, own children, and they said, no, <laughs> ours was not as good. No, And I think one of the reasons why uh, I, I think it so, has such an impact on the students is that the students help run the program. Hmm. And so, you know, Jess... Jess has really got a cool insight into the program because she was a student before mm-hmm. she was the administrator of it. So, you know, and she helped get it back in shape along with another person called Alexis Kukos. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to call them Jexus, you know, Jeff, <laughs> Jess and Alexis, because they really helped, you know, shape it in a way that I wanted to have the students' voices reflected in it, right? So it changes with the next type of student coming in. And so it's never static. Hmm. And that it makes it challenging, but it also makes it a lot of fun to do because it's never the same job. I was going to say from year to year, but from day to day. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jess has helped make that a reality because she's lived both lives, right? She's lived as a student and now as an administrator. So for me, uh, I I can't imagine this program with, without Jess and without without the student input. The students are, you know, all the way from helping professors create their syllabus mm. uh, to make it interdisciplinary to, you know, the trips that we go on uh, to Broadway and um, and even hosting the Dalai Lama here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's different because the students have such a powerful voice in it. So what kinds of um, – talk about the extra – the uh, not extracurricular, but intercurricular, uh, cross-curricular kind of thing because that makes it uh, unique, right? Yeah, it's the interdisciplinary, interdisciplinary um, right. aspect of it. And so, you know, our program's based on four modes of inquiry, and every course has to have a minimal of two modes of inquiry. Uh, one mode is textual analysis. Next one is art music. The third one is uh, math science. And the fourth is historical social. And so an honors course is never a one-trick pony. You're never in one lane. You're actually you got to use signals. But you're crossing lanes, right? <laughs> so there's no accidents. Um, but, yeah, it's it's really a fun way to teach because reality is interdisciplinary. Mm-hmm. And so when I, – I think an honors education shouldn't just be in honors. I think it should be a part of the fabric of the university. And what's really cool here is that it has become – we're now about 10 percent of right. the university. We're mm-hmm. over 420 students. And, you know, it's – Jess is full-time. I'm part-time. Um, I still teach right. in, uh, you know, a mm-hmm. social sciences department. So, And when we have 
students make it, but the interdisciplinary makes it, I think, a lot of fun. I don't know, Jess, you want to talk about that? Um, I think what's interesting about our courses is, as Dr. Cook mentioned, like, no one student, no one faculty is going to have the same experience. You essentially get to structure that yourself. Um, we're, we have the um, charisma to kind of build our own curriculum, which is, like, really based on the passion of the professor. So when, even when we're approaching professor, we first analyze, like, the students that we asked uh, to bring professors to our attention, we ask them, like, what really makes this professor outstanding, like, in the class that you've already taken with them. Um, this isn't something that they're, like, maybe super passionate. This is just part of the curriculum for, like, that major that they're teaching with. Right. And that's where they start, where the passion is, and um, what their expertise is in, of course. But then when we approach a professor, we're like, we, yes, you're the expert in this field, but you're definitely going to get to learn from our students. You're not going to be teaching the same set of students that you would be teaching as you would within a class within that major. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just amazing, like, the feedback that we get from professors. For example, one of the focus that we've had due to the fact that one of our main honors assistants right now, Rachel Rossier, has branched out within her own major to bring students and faculty on board within our major into the honors program um, is the art department. Mm. So we have students who's, like, at my level of drawing, which is, like, stick figures, maybe circles, <laughs> like, um, sun every <laughs> once in a while. You're talking um, our speed, right, Paul? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, um... We have students that like come to me before signing up for an art course, and like uh, one student in particular, Malik, she, he came to me and I was just like, Jess, I just want to give you a warning. Like, I might fail this class. Like, this might be the one F that's on my transcript, and it might be the one class that kicks me out of this program. And he came to me so worried because he was just like, I don't know how to draw. I'm a computer science major. Like, art is not my expertise. Mm -hmm. Um. I remember attending their, like, showing with all of the students' work that night, and I was just so amazed because, like, just seeing what, on how much he grew. So his animation was very much like the Mario game mm -hmm. in um, Game Boy, where it had, like, a bunch of jumping, like, characters. It just, like, pulled everything together. His major, who he is as a person, as well as the skills that he acquired in that class. Mm -hmm. And, like, just seeing his face light up, how proud he was, the friends that he invited to the show, and just, like, showing off what he learned just from this one class. It really um, just shows that, like, how invested he is, not only within his major, but in developing himself as a person. Um, the skills that he'd acquire, like, he said, he came up to me out there and was like, I'm so happy I took this class. And did, the, did he, was that art class he took an honors class? It was an honors class, so, so stop motion animation, yeah. yeah. So the uh, professor had to learn a new curriculum for that class, right? Exactly. Yes. So, like, it was a new experience for her, too. And she actually wants to, like, comment. She's like, if there's ever a full-time opportunity in your program, I want to be in. Wow. Like, if there's anything else that I can do for this program, I want to be part of it. And just hearing that, like, investment in something that you're trying to create and build here, like, it's just phenomenal to mm. know that people share, like, the same future that you see, like, the same... Um, strive in the community building mm -hmm. um it's just so unique because like i know for a fact she's an actor and professor she has like her own family yeah. but the amount of time and dedication that she's shown for students that are not even part of her major in an external like, program that she's like kind of just like onboarding it was so it was so powerful yeah very cool yeah and are there just 
honors students in those honors classes, or they're a mix of how so, does it work? Yeah, go ahead, Jess. We work with the art department for um, professors that were uh, onboarding for the first few times. They may have like um, outstanding uh, students in their field that just can't take on the load of um, mm. the honors curriculum, um, and they would invite those students in the class. And the chair of the art department, uh, Kathy Venaria, she's been amazing too. Mm. So she'll bring like specific students' name. I would like to recommend the student in that class, and we set aside seats for those students. I see. And also that, I mean, just bear with me for a sec. Think of your favorite potato chip, mm-hmm. right? And if you have a bag, can you just eat one? <laughs> okay. If you can, you have more control than no, I do. I okay. No. So <laughs> I think the honors program is like that because of the way it's set up. So the idea of getting a professor to teach an honors course, and you just heard Jess you know, talk about one of our our best uh, mm-hmm. honors professors in the art. She wants to teach more because once you have your first bite of an honors class, <laughs> right, you, you can't just stop at one. Like you can do almost anything with these students, um, it, like literally grad mm-hmm. levels type stuff. Um, so it's not doesn't mean more work. It just means more thinking about the work and reflection about it. Mm-hmm. So an honors course is not necessarily more work, but it's more depth in terms of thought and the result that comes out. But same thing with the students. Mm. So the reason why we have, you know, the doors kind of open about five seats or so for each course is that maybe those students in that major weren't exposed to the honors, but now they have been exposed. Now they want in, right? Right. And so now that helps build the program from within. Mm. So we do, I just was with the missions to do recruiting down in New Jersey. I don't want to forget the students that come here. The stories of our students some of them have overcome a lot of odds just to make it into our university. And sometimes they're not, you know, in places where, you know, the recruiting's happening. But they're here and they're brilliant mm-hmm. and they know how to work. And one of the ways we want to leave the door open for the program is so that you can walk into it while you're here. I don't think you should be excluded. And I'm going to out myself because it's opening day, I think, is Tomorrow, actually, for the Mets, and I'm a Met fan, so I'm an underdog, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. and I believe in that. And we'll continue to be. (laughs) (laughs) Not after we decide to grump. But anyways, um, I love the fact that we have a lot of those underdog stories here, Mm -hmm. and the honors program. I didn't like the way they were run when I was in them as a student. They were standalone and separate. Mm-hmm. I believe an honors program should be woven into the fabric of the university and should be a part of every type of activity. So even our activities are open. When we go outside to some, you don't have to be an honor student to be a part of our activities. You can jump right in and, and be a part of it. And we feel that that is what an honors program should do and should be. It shouldn't be something that's separate. It's something that builds the strength of the entire university. And, you know, I think one of the things that just happened, um, and I wasn't there for it, but I got to see online. I follow, Because of these guys, I'm now on Instagram and a whole bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. They just had super Smash, Smash Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. It was packed in the Honors House. There were people <laughs> competing and having such great time. I think every pizza place in the, you know, Danbury area made money off of us um, <laughs> because there were so many students there and having such an active time. So it's not – when I say the Honors Program and we talk about interdisciplinary stuff – I also want to say that interdisciplinary is a blast. It's a lot of fun. And so it's like that potato chip. Mm-hmm. Once you're in it as a student or as a professor, you want to keep eating more of that intellectual fuel because it can be a lot of fun. And that's what we – education doesn't have to be boring. Right. It can be a 
freaking adventure. Mm -hmm. And so it's to keep that adventure alive. Mm -hmm. And I would also just like to give a huge shout out to like the um, administrative departments here that really helped bring our program together. Like we could not do anything without them. The registrar's office, institutional advancement, um, as well as like the different academic departments and their uh, faculty and staff too. How about the PR department? The PR department mm. is Wait a minute, huge. do we have a PR department? <laughs> <laughs> Sherry Hill. Uh, you just dissed Sherry and you're off the list now. Like you guys really, you guys really bring our students yeah, in the do. limelight. You set the stage for them. You make sure that they have like everything that they need to make what their dreams want to come true. Mm -hmm. And that speaks a lot. I have a theater student that I spoke to yesterday. She wants to double major in psychology, and I just looked at her. I was just like shocked. I was just like, "You're theater, and you're trying to double major. Like <laughs> theater itself is already like three majors in one. Mm -hmm. But um, just due to staff like and the faculty willing to make her work and like make sure that her registration date is all time like the courses that she needs is all set and ready to go um if she needs independent studies like all that stuff and for our events like it would not be possible if we did not have the forms in time making sure that we have the approval and the permissions for food for the setup um just the location and everything like it really is a bunch of different areas just working together Team. to support our program so like our program would not be the way our program is without everything, every single department here at Western. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I mean, even Paul, I mean, I was just having fun because I consider you a friend and mm -hmm. we, we jostle back and forth. Um, but when I tell students, when they come to me, like, Dr. Cook, I got into this university, this university, and this university on a full ride. What do I do? I said, well, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to call, you know, Sherry sure, or yeah. Paul <laughs> and <laughs> tell them about what's going on. And they're like, what? <laughs> like, because now for them, right, it's this idea that what's really cool about WestCon is that you can come here and then go anywhere That's right. from here. Mm -hmm. And and to hear that someone wants to publicize what they've done mm -hmm. and what you guys do, you should see their eyes light up. And they some turn red and look down because they're embarrassed, <laughs> but they're proud. Mm -hmm. And it's those little things that you all do that I think Jess is right. It's it's. It's a bunch of people working together. It's not just one or two people or even a group of five. It's, you know, it's getting the word out about what happens here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of great things that happen. And we only get a fraction of them sometimes, right? We have to peel it out of some, some of them because they're right. so humble right. uh, as well. Uh, I would like to emphasize the humble part because, like, it, we're in such a small community where, like, um, most of our students are able to stand out. Like, our ministers will get to know them, get to know their names and their faces. Mm -hmm. So our honor system, we made fun of her so much. So she actually recommended another student to Sherry for the grad spotlight. Um, and Sherry's response was just, like, I've been reaching you, like, trying to get in contact with you to get a profile about you. And that's just the type of students that we have, like, in our program that really makes it shine it's we're always there supporting each other trying to encourage each other for their next step like this year's graduating seniors so many of them were nominated for the henry bernard award mm -hmm. and just seeing the dynamics in that group it wasn't just like oh competition like oh well like i did so much more than you it's just like well you also did so much like i'm also rooting for you too like in that sense and just encouraging like in that mm -hmm. aspect um and just also like going through their next phase of graduate school or the next chapter like the uncertainty and the support in that area as well um it was just so amazing to watch because i don't think you can really get that anywhere else no. um where everybody's just kind of looking out for their 
dolls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We we like dolphins. We love dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to explain that. Well, I believe there are kind of two type of type A people. There are sharks, those who eat others to get ahead. And, you know, they sometimes win, but their win is often temporary. Mm -hmm. And then there are dolphins like Jess Lynn, mm -hmm. who are really bright, but are also helping people to move forward. And so we try to populate the honors program here with dolphins. So it's not just your SATs, your GPA, it's who you are. And, and so we have interviews, we meet with students, um, I'm back to reading all the essays. Um, of you interview or you read every essay of every student who applies and interview every student. To get right? now what, mm -hmm. who they are, mm -hmm. because we're such a big program now. So one of the things when we did that in growth, we weren't able to get that squared away. Now we've brought that back so that I can sit mm. down and go through everyone. Jess has them all on my desk uh, right now. And that is, I think, one of the keys. So no matter how big we get, we realize that we have to take the time to really get to know each and every student. Yep. There's no shortcut around it. There's no algorithm that you can make that then solves that. It's that human touch and that human connection. So when they sit down across from me, um, I get to see their reactions. You know, if mm -hmm. something's off, I can see if something's, if I miss something in their application, I can see that. Mm. And there's no substitute for that. And I think that's one of the cool things about our program is that people want to be around other people. <laughs> and that's not the case in a lot of different yeah. places. Yeah. And when I walk into the honors house, because through the generous donation of Mr. Kathwari, the CEO of Ethan Allen, we have to bring him in. He's so that's key. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's such a model dolphin uh, in terms of <laughs> success um, that we have our own honors house now. And I literally walk in in the morning and I yell, hello, honors house. And it's like an echoing of love all the way back. Right. <laughs> Dr. K, Dr. Cook. Right. It's so it's like walking into cheers. Remember the mm -hmm. TV show? I feel like I'm on my own set of cheers with chocolate milk instead of alcohol. Right. It's so much fun to walk in. You feel like you're I leave my house in the morning and then I get to another family and I get to my honors family. Mm. And it just it doesn't feel like work. Mm -hmm. it, it just feels like we're all in it together and we're all trying to move forward. And what Jess said about the Barnard, literally people were helping other mm. people that they were supposedly competing against, helping them refine their essays and make their essays better. Mm -hmm. That's the type of scholars that we have. The um, Barnard's award is for the uh, recognition for the top students in all the four CSU universities. Right? Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. So, uh, Jess, do you know what Cheers is, what he's talking about? What? When cheers. he mentioned cheers, do you know what he's talking about? Uh, yes. Um, it comes in all shapes and forms. Uh. <laughs> and the cheers. Good save. <laughs> it, it, an old TV show, an old sitcom uh, based in Boston where it was around a bar and people went in and they would yell their name, Norm! Right? And mm -hmm. it would feel like it was a home. Everyone was welcome. And that's what the Honors House mm -hmm. is, is that everyone is welcome. And as long as you also, with the rights that you have, you have responsibilities, right? You don't do anything that upsets right. the apple cart, right? That you clean up after yourself. And you, you, you do those things. And we hold that accountable, right? Because with rights comes responsibilities. Hmm. And so one of the things, it's an honors house that's furnished better than my own personal house because it has Ethan Allen furniture in it. Mm -hmm. But it's to take care of that. That's it's something that we all, and I, I want to, me in that it's a privilege 
to work in honors. Mm -hmm. And it's what I truly believe an education should be. And and to me, I, I want to die at 115 teaching honors, hmm. right? I, I'm going to retire <laughs> at 114. Um, but honors education is, to me, what every level of education should be. It shouldn't mm-hmm. just be for those that are up at the top. This should be for everyone, this interdisciplinary idea, because it, it, it makes learning come alive. So every year at, uh, you have this luncheon, right, for students that you invite for uh, who Breakfast apply. now, yes. It's a breakfast. Mm-hmm. And who shows up? Who do you invite to that breakfast? So um, we send out, thanks to the help of admissions office and helping us sort out all of the applications, um, we send out over 500 uh, acceptance mm. letters um, every spring. Um, and every single one of those students are invited to our brunch. Um, I heard that this year's turnout may be a little low because we conflict. Our acceptance students say conflict with that of Southerns. Um, there's also, it's also that busiest time of year with finals as well as other like sports events and stuff too. But generally we get over like 200 uh, mm. students and their families mm. um, as well as our current students who um, dedicate their like seven in the morning on a Saturday uh, for like three or four hours to come help out and talk about their experiences, what they've done here at Western and answer questions on the behalf of like uh, our program. So uh, it's uh, usually Wyatt. Uh, we have a great time. Um, there's usually a lot of laughter. Um, Dr. Cook talks about dolphins, and we all laugh <laughs> at him, too. Uh, <laughs> really? I always used to think they laughed with me, uh-huh. but no, they're laughing just, at me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we make sure to clarify that every year. We support the idea, but that doesn't mean we can't laugh at it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good for you, Jess. Well, and I want to s- say something about you know, what Jess just said about those students coming in. What we try to do with that Acceptance Students Day is have less of me and administrators and professors talking and more of those students and families sitting down with current students without me around. So they get the real deal of mm-hmm. what the honors program is like and what the experiences are. And that's what we we, we don't want to be talking at you when you come to look at us. We want to talk with you. Opposite of what the students do with their laughter at me, right? <laughs> so we want to talk with you, and and that's one of the reasons we have so many of the students show up on that day. So there, it's accepted students' day. Students who have been accepted to Western and uh, but haven't decided where they're going to go yet. So mm-hmm. how many students out of those say two hundred uh, turn around and decide right there at the brunch where uh, to come here? Oh goodness, probably around like fifty. Right at we the had, brunch, yeah. We had parents pull out their checkbooks, like yes. right after our session, and just like, where can I sign my kid up to come here right now? <laughs> and like the students themselves would be like, can I go to housing to like make sure I have like a room in <laughs> honors? Awesome. So, um, and then we get one hundred and twenty of those two hundred. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah. when it's all said and done, when August time rolls around. About 120 of those 200 actually sign. Yeah. So just getting them here is the key. Mm-hmm. And I think what about our approach like really works um, is also one of the foundations for our program. It's like we make sure to tell the students that like not everyone's experience in the program is going to be the same. We can't guarantee that you're going to go into like Harvard or like right. an Ivy League for your graduate program. But we can give you what skills that will help you um, as a human in the new future world, like not just as a worker, but like someone that you can live with because you're going to always mm. have to live with yourself at the end of the day. 
Um, and our students really help with that because their experiences are so unique. There's different benefits that work so well for others, but maybe not so well for another student. And mm. you get those sides of the story at the breakfast from the students themselves. Mm -hmm. And they really see some of the issues as well as some of the like problems that we're facing as a program. And they're the ones that really make it work. Um, it's their initiative, their efforts, and their passions that they put into the program that makes it what we are today. At the end of the day, I can send out as many emails as I want and tell them, hey, come to this event, mm -hmm. or like, do this, do that. But like, they're the ones that choose to put that foot forward, come through that door, and that's what really matters. And some of them do end up going to Ivy League schools for graduate school, right? Yes, with, full rides. With full rides. Yeah. Yes. That means everything paid for. And, yeah. you know, I, I want to put a shout-out to those um, professors too. We have, you know, courses that sound on the surface as though they're very cool, mm -hmm. and they are. Mm -hmm. But down underneath that coolness is a depth of learning. So we have everything from Breaking Bad by a professor who's on CNN and Fox News all mm -hmm. the time, and we have another um, a another course called the Chemistry of Coffee, Coffee. <laughs> uh, which right gets the students thinking. We have a, a course that goes very quickly called the psych of sex psychology of mm -hmm. sex that i think goes in like three or four seconds but our new record breaker um of a panos course, course panos course which is called navigating life so um it's essentially basic skills that you would need like through your lifestyle so you do like emergency bag they did a cpr uh training in the course and um pano is just amazing with his connections on campus he mm -hmm. was able to bring in like the nursing department the accounting department um and able to organize like many sections of it so students that do graduate from college uh unlike myself actually know how to change a tire mm -hmm. um <laughs> once they leave college which is an essential skill i had to use that skill twice already wow. so yes you um, haven't had to do CPR on Dr. Cook yet. Oh, right? thankfully, never, never. <laughs> I, I would not. I would probably call the nursing student that's downstairs. <laughs> Take your time. It's okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I feel the compassion, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I, we should uh, plug your um, podcast, right? Because we do on. WCS411, we still pu we plug a podcast every week, yeah, so we should talk about yours now. Are you going to edit this out after no, no. this is uh, done? No, this I don't have to talk about it. You can talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, we have a, uh, a podcast called the Compassionate Achiever Podcast where we you know, highlight different people uh, around not just the tri-state area but around the world on doing succeeding by helping others. And, for example, today we just had um, an amazing woman on who – uh, gave her sons, her seven-year-old sons, organs mm -hmm. when he went brain dead to several people. And and it was a topic of organ donation and, and what that means and, and the problems with it, the, the good things about it. Mm -hmm. and, and it's the podcast is based off my book mm -hmm. with HarperCollins called The Compassionate Achiever. And it's – I feel like I'm learning every single episode uh, about things that I thought I knew about but then when you're in studio, as you know, Paul, mm -hmm. you're sitting here with Jess. I'm not including me on this. Um, that you learn from from them mm -hmm. about topics that maybe you have a cursory knowledge on. And so it's like a, another way of getting honors, um, in, in learning yeah, it. I agree with you. Learning on it. So. I would point out, though, that a couple of weeks ago you did a podcast on compassion in the news media and you didn't invite the one person on campus who worked in newspapers for 20 years to be a guest in your podcast with Tracy Day your co-host. Well, we do have to have compassion 
uh, as part of the guests. Uh, uh, and, 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 uh, and so that was one of the, you know, I I, I'm sure that came up in a production meeting somewhere along the line. So, But it was about the negativity, and you're not about the negativity. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it was right. all on, on what was going wrong mm. you know, with the media. And so you're not going wrong, Paul. So we didn't have you in, in, in there. So when that we was do a good it, save, when too. We do it, <laughs> when we do it right, we'll have you in. Okay, good. Well, Jessica, thanks for being here today and bringing along uh, Dr. Cook to talk about the honors program. It was, it was excellent. Yeah. My sidekick and, right here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're going to sign up as many students as possible, excellent dolphins as possible. Oh, that's the, awesome. Uh, that would be awesome. Uh, yeah, we, we want dolphins. If you're a shark, you know, go swim you get, somewhere get, else. Yeah, you can't, you, you can't swim in this pond. No, it's, it, it's about moving everyone forward, mm-hmm. right? And um, as a vet, we have a saying that you leave no man, leave no woman behind. Mm-hmm. We leave no scholar behind here. <laughs> Everyone is moving up forward with us. And if you want to be a part of that, we'll have you. Mm-hmm. But if you, want to, if you don't want to help others, you know, maybe this isn't the best place yeah. right, for you. No, I love that. Right. Thank you both. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. As regular listeners know, WCSU 411 comes to you from Western Connecticut State University, which offers a high-quality, affordable education. If you have questions about enrolling at WestCon, send an email to admissions at wcsu.edu. And now, recorded live in the basement of Whitehall, here's co-host Chantel Williams. How's it going, Chantel? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I just want listeners to know that we haven't been, uh, we took a couple of weeks off and it was Chantel's fault. <laughs> I know. I was in Florida. Yeah. In Miami, right? Yeah, for spring break. <laughs> How was that? It was It was fun and it was nice and hot. As soon as we got off the airplane, we felt the heat, mm. which is nice. And so we saw the nice trees and the sun shining, which is Way different than what it was up here. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and it was fun. We met, like, a lot of students. It was a lot of college kids, like, all there at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so we were all together, and we met, like, a lot of different people, which is very interesting. So it was fun. I would recommend every college student to at least experience once. <laughs> so did you go at the beach? Yeah. I, we went to the beach a couple, like, mostly every day. And there's, like, a, a strip um, it's called Ocean Drive. So mm. there's a whole bunch of restaurants and stores and clubs and things like that. So if you just walk the strip, you'll run into like a whole bunch of things. So we ate at a lot of different places. Um, live performances. There were like people dancing <laughs> and things like that. And it was just like a fun time. Um, it's a really, It was a really nice getaway. And you constantly hear like music playing and things like that. So it was just a nice like... Uh, what well, we say vibe, which means like a nice ambiance. <laughs> when you say we, what are you talking about? Are you excluding me and Pete? <laughs> Maybe you do say vibes. I don't know. We do. We do. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a nice vibe. So, yeah. Um, I want to explore that a little more. When you say we, are you talking about old guys? Uh, or yeah, something? I didn't know. If the, I didn't know if all generations use the word vibes and like the same way we use it. But yeah, <laughs> if not now, you know, like yeah. I, I always put my boss Daryl onto a whole bunch of words. So now he he's his vocabulary is getting up there. So <laughs> that's good. There are a few vocabulary <laughs> words that we could use. You're right. We yeah. should explore more. <laughs> so yeah, it was a great time. That's good. Yeah. And uh, do you have a fake ID that you used all week? Oh no, I'm. T- <laughs> 
No, I didn't need to. I'm officially 21, so oh, like, yeah. Okay. So this is my first trip with me being like fully 21, and all my friends were 21. So um, we really didn't have any trouble like uh, getting into parties and things like that. But if you do go down there and you're not 21, there are 18 and plus oh. um, places. Yeah, so it's perfect. It's it really is a good vacation for all college students because. I think the part that I liked the most was just meeting new people. Mm-hmm. And every like I said, it was so many different types of people from all over, from New Jersey, from Memphis. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> they were like, oh, where's Connecticut? Like, what, like, what's in Connecticut? And I'm like, well, I don't know what's in Memphis. So, yeah. like, so it was just fun having, like, conversations with different people and hearing about their school, you know, um, what they have, like, their majors, what they want to do. So you learn a lot about people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was fun. So Yeah, that does yeah. sound like fun. Yeah. <laughs> Next year you can't go, though, because we got a schedule yeah, to keep up here. <laughs> Next year, yeah. Sorry, I won't be making it down there. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So yeah. what's going on with uh, here at WestCon with the events? Well, there's a lot going on, and we're kicking off for April. Um, April 1st. I don't think there's nothing going on except for April Fool's Day, so you just have to have like a good, <laughs> you know, joke or prank going on. But for that, that's about it. And then starting April 2nd, there's going to be a meet and greet um, hosted by the Alumni Association and Student Government Association. And um, yeah, they're hosting this meet and greet where you meet uh, student alums. Um, there's going to be refreshments and great company and uh, prizes. And I think it's good to um, meet like previous students that went to the school and see like how far they you know gotten like in their careers and um how they use their resources when they were here and maybe get some just tips and um information from them so uh, you do have to sign up um for the event but they encourage all majors and everyone to come out and meet with alumni because they're going to have alumni from every major mm-hmm. so um i think it's going to be a great event so yeah they told me i had to go there yeah <laughs> You're forced to go, yeah. Are you going? I, I am going because okay. I, I would like to meet. Um, I just love networking, and I love to, like, get my name out there, and I also like to hear from previous, uh, like, I, I value, like, wisdom and, and tips and things like that. From, from like, Pete previous. and me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you guys get the, the best tips, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just like to take that information and then just see how I can utilize it for myself and um, – I, it's it pays to listen because you know mm-hmm. maybe they had a mistake and you, they're trying to save you from doing the same thing and maybe they did something a different way that maybe be like will be beneficial for you so it's good to just uh, listen to the alumni and I also like to hear like the stories that they tell and things like that so because the campus may have been different from mm-hmm. the time that they came so yeah if you encourage them too much they'll talk about that all right. a lot <laughs> right it's like, how many times can you hear about the pit. <laughs> Right. So <laughs> that's true. That's very true. <laughs> and where so, yeah. is that? What time is it? It's going to be April 2nd, which is a Tuesday. At, uh, it's going to take place. Um, it starts at 6 o'clock, and it goes to 8 p.m., and it's going to be in the West Side Campus Ballroom. Mm. And to register for um, the meet and greet, just register at wcsu.edu slash studentaffairs. Good. Um, and that's where you can register. I think you can probably show up to them. Yeah. Show up yeah. If you forget to register. Right. I think so too. I, I don't think they're they going to turn you away. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be like, no, you you can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'll just wait for them to come out the ballroom. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I don't think they're going 
to turn you away if you um but I think they just just for refreshments and things like that to mm-hmm. just have a head count it will help them if you uh You're right. um just register prior. But yeah, it's a great event and uh yeah, so the meet and greet April 2nd. <laughs> Good. Um and April 4th there's going to be a screening and discussion. Um, the Black Social Workers Association, which I'm a member yeah, of, right. <laughs> will be screening and discussing um, the movie 120 Years at 6 p.m. in the Student Center Theater. And this is about um, a, a New Haven resident named Scott Lewis who was sentenced to life in prison for a crime he did not commit. Mm. And um, it just talks about his process and his feelings toward, like, when he went um, and got sentenced, you know, and... It, 120 years that can't you know, be good and especially you know in your heart like you did not commit that crime and uh yeah so he's going to talk about his feelings the emotions the whirlwind that he went through and just basically um the importance of making sure that uh people actually listen to other people's stories and uh know the system know your rights and things like that so i think it will be a very interesting screening mm. yeah mm-hmm. and uh so it, I would encourage everyone to go out and uh, view it because it's a very interesting story. Like, I can't imagine being in jail and, you know, mentally what that can do to a person, especially when you know, like, you're innocent. And, Even uh, if you did do the crime Right, just stuff, mentally, so. like, yeah. So, and he'll talk about his experience. And what is interesting about it, um, I, I, what I'm inter- interested in seeing is how uh, knowing that he's innocent how he views the the jail system, you know, mm. because you have two different views. You have the ones that, you know, did crime. Now they're in there. They know, you know, what is coming. But then you have in a situation like him, in a case like him, uh, who has no idea, you know, why he's here. So it's just going through that emotion. And then how he views the system as a whole, knowing, like, I'm not supposed to be here, but now that I'm here, mm. what am I going to do? And um, I think it's very interesting and um yeah, I, I think it would be a great discussion. And I, I recently, I watched a show, and it was called 60 Days In, I think, and um, it's about innocent people. They This is volunteer. Um, they go into the to jail for 60 days. Mm-hmm. And so they're kind of like undercover. They get a whole new name. Um, they have to make up a reason as to why they're there. And they're just observing. And it, it was a mom that um, did it. She, her daughter is currently incarcerated, and so she wanted to know, okay, well, what is my daughter experiencing? What is she going through? And it's very interesting to hear, you know. Some, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I like. I just, it's interesting because some of them, like, conform to like how the gel is mm. kind of. So like their behaviors start to change and things like that. And then some, you know, realize like I'm really not supposed to be here, and it, it starts to play with their mental. So I think it's very interesting to to see. Yeah, yeah. sixty days is a long time. It is. If you're, uh, doing that survivor it takes yeah. is less fewer days yeah than that, yeah right? yeah 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 so I, and they're all crazy by right. the end. <laughs> like i wouldn't even be last, able to last for one day let alone 60 <laughs> no, days I don't in. Think so. i'll be so ready to just tap out and be like okay you know get me out of here because i'm not supposed to be here like yeah. so um yeah so i think it's very interesting to uh, hear his story so again that's going to take place april 4th um at 6 p.m. in the Student Center, which is on Midtown Campus. In the and theater there? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And, uh, yeah, come out and watch it with us. Cool. <laughs> and I think it would definitely be um, interesting. Because mm-hmm. you just, you know. Yeah. You don't meet people like that too you often. You don't. Okay, the Harlem Globetrotter, Gold Trotters, is it? Globetrotters. Globetrotters. Like okay. trotting around the globe. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, the world famous Harlem Globetrotters. I can't say their last name. I guess not. Wow. Globetrotters. Globe is like the world. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Will display their um, usual fun and high spirit um, showmanship during a game at 7 p.m. in the O'Neill Center on Westside Campus, which is, that should be interesting. This is taking place April 5th. Again, at 7 p.m., Westside Campus in the O'Neill Center. I have seen them in person, I think, one really? time. Yeah. And uh, the tricks that they do are really cool. And I remember when I seen them when I was little, I thought they were, like, a real, like, NBA team. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, wow, they do this. Like, <laughs> And then when I watched the NBA team, like, on TV, I was like, well, why aren't they doing, you know, the tricks and stuff like they were doing? And my dad was like, it's just a little, you know, a little different. So I was like, oh, okay, well, they're not allowed to, like, you know, you know, play around during the game. He was like, no, this is. <laughs> a little bit more serious, so, but I I like um, I like the tricks and stuff that they do, and it's really uh, it's really fun to watch. So, mm-hmm. and it's a family event, so you can bring your family. Um, students they involve are the audience. Them. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they embarrass um, you. They do. <laughs> so, but it's fun embarrassment. <laughs> That's right. You'll remember it. <laughs> so yeah, seven p.m. Um, April fifth in the Old Neal Center, and Accepted Students Day is coming up. Yeah. <laughs> April 6th. You didn't sound too happy. <laughs> I'm not going to that. Are you going to? I'm not sure. I think I might be, though. Yeah. To show off the social work yes, program? Yes, to show oh, off well, social good. work and then show off the office. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> good. Well, that so, is exciting. Though. Yeah. And I like Accepting Students Day. Um, it's a good way to just welcome the students that are coming here. Um Maybe get rid of some nervousness that they may be feeling. Talk to them. And it's different from, like, me as a student. Um, They might feel more comfortable talking to students and things like that. Because, you know, we're actually, like, living uh, the college life, so Mm -hmm. per se. So um, it's just interesting to see um, their mind and their thought process going into it. Mm -hmm. And then, like... To see them maybe as soon as they start and then a few months down the line, see how it changes mm-hmm. from the time that they, you know, started. So yeah. uh, you've yeah. experienced all that. Yeah. Yeah. That I remember cool. when, you know, I first got my acceptance. I was very excited. And then when I um, like first moved in and things like that, I, you know, the nerves started to kick in. Mm-hmm. I was th- it was still like an excitement, but it was the thought of like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know anyone here. So, um you know, there's a whole lot of emotions that go on. You know, you have to, it's a change, you know, it's a part mm-hmm. of the process. So um, just to talk to someone and, like, we had, I talked to alumni that they're not here anymore that graduated but that were there when I first started. And um, that helped me out a lot because they kind of, like, got my nerves to calm down a little bit and be like, oh, you're fine, you know. And so it's, it's nice to talk to somebody, like a peer or something like that yeah. that's going through it. And, and then yeah. when if they sign up here and they see you on campus, they can talk to you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And you I, don't mind I encourage that, right? them. No, I don't. And I encourage them to do that because, like, it's nice to see a friendly face, mm-hmm. like someone, like, in, like, even if you're lost and you don't know where you go, I, like, I'm open to, like, helping students, you know, directing them and things yeah. like that because it's, it's hard. It's, you know, you you don't know anyone, you don't know where you're going, and it could be, like, a nervous situation. And so, and not everyone is that, you know, forward and outgoing to just be like, hey, you know, like, tap someone. So it's nice to see a friendly face and, uh, yeah, yeah, to know that there's someone there, you know, helping you along the way. That's nice of you. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's just, it's just something that came naturally to me because even in high school, my senior year, I was a link crew leader, Hmm. and that was um, basically a link crew leader helps the freshmen adjust to high school. Hmm. And so we 
used to meet with them uh, every other, you know, week at homeroom, uh, discuss some challenges that they might face. And it really did help the freshmen out a lot because, you know, when you don't have a sense of direction or really what to expect, you're kind of, like, nervous. You don't really know what to do. So we were there to help them out through that challenge. And so, yeah. What kind of questions did they ask? They um, just wanted to know, like, mostly about certain teachers. <laughs> they wanted to know. They were like, is this teacher nice? What to expect? Um we got a new schedule kind of they weren't really used to like how our schedule used to work because we used to drop a class uh, on certain days and stuff like that so that's what they were the most hmm. nervous about um, making it to class on time yeah <laughs> being able to uh, communicate with teachers and things like that if something was wrong hmm. um, so it was just little challenges here and there how to get involved so we helped them with that also that's a good idea and we did many, like, icebreakers and things like that just, you know, because you're coming from different middle schools, so mm-hmm. you want to get to know everybody, and so we try to do things like that. So so did you have uh, annoying fresh freshmen hanging around you all um, semester? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> kind of, a little bit. And it's funny, I went to the pizza house yesterday in Norwalk, and I saw my old uh, Lee no Koo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now they're seniors, and I'm just like, wow, well, like, I, I feel kind of old. <laughs> like, I'm like... <laughs> Now I understand what my professors say when they're like, "Oh, I feel old because like I remember you guys." Like it's, it's, it's crazy. But they're the doing seniors so have well. a different vibe. Right? Yeah, yeah. And now they're so you know grown. They know what path they want to uh, take. They're going to college. Uh, they know what major. So it's it's interesting to see their growth. Like I just remember them as little freshmen, like mm-hmm. lost, not really know what to expect. And now here they are, senior year, three months away from graduation. You know, and they have, like, a, a goal and a set plan, right. so it's awesome. And then now they're, like, asking me about college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, it's kind of like deja vu. First it was high school, now it's college. And so that's what we were discussing yesterday, just how's college like? What do I expect? And I'm just like, this is so funny because it's the same questions you guys ask for high school. Right. And now you're asking it for college, which is awesome. So, like, yeah, so I've kind of found myself in that position again. Kind of like the advisee. So. Hopefully, some will come here and you'll see them. Yeah, next semester, actually, right? a few of them got accepted into um, the uh, into Western. So good. Um, I'm excited to see their decisions and their majors and things like that. And uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's cool. And I, I love I love to talk. So <laughs> clearly, so <laughs> I don't mind getting asked questions and right. things like that, and just um, using what I know and trying to help somebody else with that. Right. No, you're perfect for that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the Book of Mormon. Um, so there's a trip to see the Book of Mormon. Uh, tickets are still on sale, I believe. Uh, PAC is hosting this event. And um, you can buy, purchase the tickets, both campuses, Westside and Midtown, at the information desk. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure what how much the tickets are. Um, I believe it's 20 for WCSU students with an ID, and then it's $80 for student guests, which That's is not bad, not bad no. at all <laughs> for a Broadway play. Mm-hmm. Such a popular, this is very popular too. $20 for students and $80 only for outside students. It's, uh, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's a mm. really good price. So um, the trip will be taking place April 6th. Um, the bus leaves from Midtown Student Center at 9.30 and 10 a.m. from the Westside Campus Center. And um, for those of you who don't know uh, the Book of Mormon, it is a play on on Broadway. I'm not sure quite what it's about, though. I haven't, um, I don't know, like, a summary or anything, but I do know that it's a very popular play. Um, So, yeah, and, uh, again, this is 
good ticket prices. For any Broadway play, it's a yeah. good ticket price. So um, we encourage students to buy the tickets and, uh, yeah, have a good time. The guys <laughs> who wrote that cartoon uh, did it, not uh, The Simpsons, but mm-hmm. um, what's that other one? With the crazy, uh, it's very, uh, they swear a lot. Huh? South Park. Oh, South, South Park. Park right. <laughs> I was like, it's either going to be Family Guy or South Park. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure. So, yeah, um, yeah, so the trip will be in New York, uh, New York City, and you return to campus at 8 p.m. So Sounds like a great day. It does. It does. Yeah, you can never go wrong with a trip to New York. Mm. See a play, get some food, right. maybe eat some pizza. <laughs> Have a good old time in New York. Yeah. So it sounds bring like your a ID. Fun trip. Yes, bring your ID. So, um, again, April 6th, tickets are still on sale at on both campuses. Um, just go to the information desk. Um, $20 for students with ID. Make sure you have your student ID and $80 for outside guests. So, Good. Yeah. What's the thing coming up with Marion Anderson? Marion Anderson? I think on April 8th or 9th. I believe. Oh. Let's see. Hmm. I don't see it. Oh, really? oh, oh wait, yeah. I see it. Okay. Marian Anderson's Lincoln Memorial Concert, the 80th anniversary. Hmm. Yeah. That would be taking place um, April 9th. Um, students in the WCSU opera program uh, conducted by Margaret will perform the works of African-American female composer um, for its 80th anniversary. Her name is Marian Anderson Link at the Lincoln Memorial Concert um, at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard about that? I have not. I have not. So she was a famous African American mm-hmm. opera singer, mainly, and uh, worldwide. She was born in Philadelphia. Oh wow! And in the '40s, I think maybe it was in '39 mm-hmm. or '30s, uh, she was going to do a Easter, I think uh, Easter season anyway, mm-hmm. performance at. The Daughters of American Revolution uh, Concert Hall, which mm-hmm. is in Washington, D.C., and the Daughters of the American Re- Revolution told her, oh, no, we don't let African-Americans sing here, so you're disinvited. So the first lady at the time, um, Eleanor Roosevelt, mm-hmm. heard about it and was outraged, and she arranged for Marian Anderson to do a concert I guess on Easter Sunday at the Lincoln Memorial. And wow. 100,000 people showed up and it was broadcast on the radio. That's awesome. Yeah. And so it was really one of the first civil rights movement type things yeah. that got people. It was one of the first things in the civil rights movement wow. that you know went through the 60s and 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah. And now. And um, so she's famous for that reason. And she lived in Danbury for 50 really? years. Yeah. She moved here in the middle, towards the end of her career, and then lived her life out here. Oh wow, that's awesome! I see you never, you just never know. Wow, that's right. There's a lot of history, not only in just in Danbury, but in Connecticut period that you Mm -hmm. just don't know. That's that's awesome. Next time you go to Miami for spring break, tell those kids from Memphis (laughs) about that. I will. I'll be like, guess like guess what we have in Connecticut? (laughs) Yes, that's right. Lives in Connecticut or used to live in Connecticut. Now I have something to say um, to tell them. But then that's awesome. I didn't know that. And we're trying, the university's trying to na- raise money to name the Visual and Performing Arts Center mm-hmm. and the Visual and Performing Arts School after Marian Anderson. Wow. So that'll be cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that is cool. Yeah. And it's the 80th anniversary. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's and she's awesome. going to be on the back of the $5 bill? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, oh, wow. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Along with other famous women. Uh, I think there's some suffragettes and some uh, Native Americans and other people. Harriet Tubman? Harriet Tubman. Yeah, she is. You're right. Maybe it's all black women. I don't know. Or I can't remember. But Mm -hmm. um, she's definitely one of them. Wow. That's awesome. She'll be cool, yeah. That is cool. And that's, that's, I mean, I I had no idea. She kind of faded away. Her Mm -hmm. fame did. But she was really one of the most famous people in the country for a long time. And uh, so this is kind of bringing her back with the $5 bill and Wescon's efforts. Yes. Making her nationally famous again. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome on our part. Yeah, so that let her story just dwindle away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, come out to that. And, yeah, I didn't know all that information. I know. It's inspiring, right? Yeah, it is. Because, you know, you just never know, you know, especially for it to be that close to home. Mm -hmm. You know, it just, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Wow. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's really, that's really nice. Um, April 10th, Innovation in Addressing the Opioid Crisis Conference. The Housatonic Valley Correlation Against Substance Abuse and WCSU Choices Office will host right here, right now, Innovating Approach for Addressing the Opioid Crisis. Um, This will take place from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. in the ballroom on the Campus Center, Westside Campus Ballroom. (laughs) I don't know why Mm -hmm. it was broken up like that, but (laughs) it's the Westside Campus Ballroom. Um, and as a social worker, um, I know a lot about the yeah, right in the middle crisis. of it. Yeah, right? I'm right in the middle of it. It's currently happening right now. So, um, and it's something that should be talked about. And I feel like um, students may not know the extent of it. Um, so, this is a great way to learn about what's really going on, how it impacts everybody. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, what some people may be like, well, why should I care? There are reasons as to why you should care. So mm-hmm. this is a great um, way to get out there, and this is hosted by the Choices Office. Um, so, yeah, to, to learn more about what's going on. And there is a keynote speaker. Um, his name is John Hamilton, and he's the president and CEO of Liberation's Program on Recovery for Life. That's the name of mm. it. And there is an admissions fee for students with an ID. It's $20. Um, so $20 for students? I think, yeah. Oh, no. Admission is free for students, but it's $20 for the public. There we go. Yeah. So, um, but I encourage all students to come out and and learn about it. It's not going to be boring or anything like that. It's going to be very informational, and it's something, again, currently that's happening, and it does impact uh, everyone. It can impact anybody, right? Yes, it can. um, Yeah. Yeah. Those are the stories you see that just... It's not limited to one group. It's not limited to a certain, you know, population or anything like that. It could affect everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that, again, is April 10th. And then April 26th to kick off Westfest, Westfest Week and Spring Week, um, BSU will be hosting their annual fashion show. Um, it's all around the world this year, so come out and see different designs mm. and different fabrics and hear different music also from China, Mexico, we have American fashion. We have France. We have we have a lot. <laughs> what country are you wearing? I'm not in the fashion show. I'm not going to be here, unfortunately. <laughs> what? I'm not going to be for the fashion show. I'm going to be in a in Atlanta for the social works conference. Yeah. So I'm going to be still uh, doing business and stuff. But I guess. I'm not going to be here for the actual show. But in preparation for the show, hmm. I have the 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 scoop. So. <laughs> So um, my category is Mexico and India. Mm. So we have, like, uh, fabrics from India, um, 
for women and males. So mm-hmm. um, it's very exciting to see all the colors and the different um, yeah. designs and everything. And then for Mexico, we have the same thing: different dresses, um, shirts, hats, just anything of the the culture. And so mm-hmm. it's going to be a great show, and we wanted to really showcase a lot of different cultures. So. That's our goal this year. <laughs> That'll be cool. So you're involved in the um, preparation for it? Yes, the planning process. And, I, you know, we don't really realize what goes on, hmm. like, the process for planning a fashion show. But there's a lot that yeah. goes on into it. You have models with different shapes and sizes, different heights that you have to fit mm-hmm. for everything. Um, you have to pair up people, have to get the right sizes and everything in the right amount of time. Trying to get everyone organized together in a whole room is very difficult. So it's a lot that goes into yeah, a, a fashion show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I feel like I'm a pro now, like, <laughs> planning the process. I think yeah. you are. <laughs> yeah, so I feel really good about it. So, um, and, uh, yeah, so it's a great event. Come out with your friends. Uh, doors open, I believe, at 7. And there is an after party, so you can come party with us after. And, um, yeah, just see different cultures and things like that. Does everybody know you're skipping out? I don't. Well, now they do. I've, <laughs> I've been telling people here and there, they're like, oh, are you in the show? I'm like, no, not this year. Because my first time walking in a fashion show was last year. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, this year, the trip fell on the same day. So I'm just like, oh, I'm going to miss it this year. But I know it's going to be an awesome show. So. You're going to do the podcast that week, though, right? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be here for the podcast. <laughs> All right. Hey, that got us through April, or pretty much. Uh, Pete pretty has much, something. Yeah. yeah, I had a question. Yeah. Uh, say I'm a student or someone else wondering where I might be able to find this information other than this segment of the podcast. That is an excellent question, yeah. Pete. Is there somewhere I can go to find that information? <laughs> yes. So Western Connecticut State University has our own, we have our own app now um, that are that it's available to all students, I believe now. Mm-hmm. Um, we can all download the app. And we're constantly on our phones, so it's a great way to just be on top of the information. You get notifications every time an event is happening that day or of that week. So there's a whole calendar um, with the list of events. The and calendar's great. It comes yeah. right up and you see what's you happening pop, that yeah, day or the next day. It. And so it's, the app is awesome because it has other features also. So, and it's just easier because we're, we're constantly on our phones. We're constantly like on different kinds of apps and stuff like that. So it's a great way to just utilize our time and know what events are going on. It's right there in our hands. So, you know, it'd be great if your university email was in there too. I think like, it is, isn't I think, it? Yeah, I think, I think it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pete's trying to make us push this. <laughs> I know. He's like, he's like describe it. To the <laughs> so we have email, Blackboard, which yeah. is good if you're a student. Yeah. You can Sierra load your, crace, your courses in there. I guess there's something for grades. Oh, and your financial. There might be a way to schedule advisement through that, too, um, if our – Blackboard and things are up there. I believe that we can schedule our advisement yeah, with our so. advisees. Yeah, with our yeah, advisees. And from what I understand, this is kind of just the beginnings of the the app's capabilities. It is, so. yeah. And this is only going to get better because I was time a part to get of on the, board. the test group. And oh, cool. So, you yeah, were? Yeah. So it huh. was um, it was good. I, I like the app. I think it was very good. And they have more ideas like to just expand upon. So it's going to get better throughout. Hmm. It's not going to have a dating thing or anything. Uh, Oh, probably not. Yeah, you're probably not going to be able to meet your match like at WestCon. Like, I don't think they're going to have that in the app, but you'll probably be able to meet new people. (laughs) As far as dating, I don't think they're going to tell you like who's your most compatible person on campus. I don't think they're going to tell you that. No, that wouldn't be good. (laughs) 
Good. So we can talk. Pete will remind us to talk about the app again yeah. in future <laughs> podcasts. Very smoothly. Yeah. <laughs> Good. All right, Chantel. So we'll see you next week. Yes. Thank you. Next week. Thank mm. you. Bye-bye. Thank you, as always, to our producer, Scott Volpe, and engineer, Pete Puccio, who makes sure these podcasts are available to our many listeners. Remember, WCSU 411 is absolutely free. So subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. There's a way to listen to us on Amazon Echo and Google whatever that is, too. So you should figure that out so your parents can listen in while they're making dinner or doing whatever they do when you're not at home. For Chantel Williams, I'm Paul Steinmetz, and this is WCSU 411.